0: Hey everybody, my name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family, but most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children.
1: Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children.
0: See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care.
1: Welcome to the Fostering Change podcast. Welcome to Fostering Change. Today we are talking to Smyrna Savino and she was the keynote speaker at our gala a couple of years back. She has an incredible story. She is one of 14 children and spent most of her childhood in foster care and she just wants to share and, and hopefully inspire some people that after a difficult childhood you can be very successful and so Smyrna thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you. Well, I have to tell you, you know, first of all, I'm really lucky because I actually get to call her my friend. Um, I got to spend lots of time with you and your your sister and hearing your story. Um, I, I think about it all the time. And, you know, it, it's it's a, always amazing to me as, as a child who, you know, had siblings um, and we all ended up going down different paths. Um, and it's just how how... People who are resilient, and for you, being a nurse, um, you know, and for what you have gone through, I, I just like I said, there there are heroes in the world, and I truly believe you are one of those heroes. So I'd like to start back to you know, um, and tell the audience uh, a. You know, basically about your story. I mean, I know the fact of you being, you know, one of fourteen kids. I know that um, yes, your mother, uh, you were you were taken from your mother um, along with your other siblings. So, I would love to hear your story.
2: I don't know if it's a bless or a combination of both, but I was actually taken away from my mother before the other children. So. Um, we were split up out of the 14 children. We were split up in different homes. They're basically family members, yada. Um, so I was given to mom's brother and wife. Um, over through the years, I would ask, why did you give? Why did I go there? And it was they didn't have any children. It was the system thing, if you know what I mean, Rob. Like um, they can get better food stamps. Um, I'm just being real. Office. Yes, and be like, real. This this, um, you know, I'm just being real. This is what it was. So when you had a lot of children in that era, um, you'd be passed off to family members. Moving on from there, um, I ended up with the Sabinos because at the time of the separation of our birth family, I was already gone basically for, you know, a few months here and there. i visit my siblings. But at that, that event, I was not there, and I think that was a blessing in disguise, although other um, really horrific things happened. But moving forward in the transitioning of being a foster child, whether it happened 40 years ago or today, it's really not that much difference, you know, um, and that's the part that is really, really painful. But the good thing is that we can absolutely grow from it. You, you um, you know, you gain pieces of every piece of the world um, in terms of foster families and them beginning your lives. And you have to conform. There's massive conforming going on, you
0: know. So you went to live with your aunt and uncle. And did you, living with your aunt and uncle, were you able to see your other brothers and sisters?
2: Yes, periodically. We would have visits or they would come over to my the aunt and uncle that mommy gave me too. And yes, we would have visits. One of my vivid memories is literally like my younger siblings on a blanket and we're just, you know, playing with them on a blanket. I remember a chicken being fried um, in the kitchen. It was in a garbage can on top. I mean, like, there's so crazy memories. I remember my ears being pierced. Obviously, they weren't generally Latinas in our heritage. Your ears get pierced as soon as you come out, (laughs) you know. Um, But um, I remember my ears weren't pierced. And so we did that. And I remember a celebration going on there. But there was a connection from me to the rest of the family.
0: So, so after after your other siblings had been taken um, and put into the system, was there still an opportunity to you for you to see them?
2: No, after that it was done, Rob, and I didn't get put into the system. Maybe um, my mother considers me the last one to be found. As. Uh, Carolyn considers me the last one to be found from beginning to end and this is the crazy part of the story. You know um I was the last one to be put in the system because mommy had me hidden with her brother. So when everything went down I was literally not in that scene. Wow. Okay the scene that you hear my sister tell you about she was like what 21 days old. My older sister uh, Elias, trying to hold on to her as the system is coming through our doors and ripping our life out. You know. And how Just, old
1: were you? Where are you in the birth order?
2: I'm I'm a middle child. I'm the fourth daughter.
0: Okay. So 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 they came in. They they they. Literally, and I—I've said I had this ripped conversation with your sister. They—they yeah. yeah, they yeah. ripped,
2: and even when they came after me later, okay, because eventually, obviously, they found me.
0: So, why would they come after you? So, you're with you're with your aunt and uncle. Your aunt and uncle well, are taking I care think of you.
2: What happened was was that uh, um they just my assumption, and from what mommy told me is supposedly she talked to her brother, keep me hidden, keep me hidden. I'm the only one that's not going to be found. Keep me hidden, and um, mommy went into a meltdown. She lost all her children. She went into a total hysteria meltdown. I hear stories. Um, and I believe those stories. I truly do because I would feel the same way. She's the only like you know like mommy looking for us went to acknowledged that she couldn't return. nothing what feelings old change. You, you know, you do your best to take care of your children. And in our scenario, that was a really big challenge for her. So that totally broke her down. How old, were you,
0: how old were you when you finally saw her again?
2: I was 36
0: years old. 36. So so you the last time you saw your mom, you were 5? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? It's
2: exactly you're yep. absolutely
0: right. You were five years old the last time you saw your mom, the last time you saw your brothers and your sisters. Um, you're living with, you live you were living with an aunt who, you know, seemed to have been taking care of you, but then they put you in foster care. Um, I, I'm still having a hard time understanding why they didn't leave you with the aunt and uncle, but here they go and they put you in foster care. And, uh, I've heard your story, by the way, and I've I've, I've said y- you need to write a book. You want to talk about somebody who well, needs to write a book.
2: Well, just living my life with that aunt and uncle was horrific. That alone, Rob, was so horrific. That is why that it took me a long time to bond with my first mother, and I don't think that bonding would ever... Um, there's been wonderful improvements in that, don't get me wrong, but... I still have some baggage at six years old. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, we all do. I have it too, my friend. I have it too. So, so how many homes did you go to after you left your the your aunt and uncle? Oh,
2: uh, the aunt and uncle probably about three to four. Very short skits, obviously. Three to four. By the time I was six years old, I was at the Sabinos.
0: Wow. So you were three to four, and then you were with the, the Servinos, and you actually aged out with them. Did they actually adopt you?
2: Yes, they adopted me and Linda. We were the only two foster children, and they had, like, from get-go, um, nine girls was the highest max that they had, definitely six of us girls.
0: What's your relationship and, like with them?
2: Okay, that's why you probably hear a quivering in my voice.
0: Yeah, I do.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, not good, not good. And that's where I came in with a trash bag. And the only thing that I had in my hands, Rob, was napkins, because I've never seen napkins in my life.
0: So you come into a house with nine girls um, in the home, and you have an older foster sister. Are you still close with her?
2: Yes. Oh. Yes. We were the only two that were adopted into their home, and I
0: lost her last year. Oh, I'm so sorry.
2: But, oh my God, she was, you know, she was an old sister. She had my back. Like I said, in more ways than I even recognized. And it became full circle, too, when we both became adults and we were living our own lives. My birth family finds me Carolyn Iris binds us and I get reunited. Yes, we're opening up Pandora's box. Um but at the same token, um, it changed my dynamics with my foster sister that was my sister. You know what I'm saying? That right. compre- that comprehension of that. And guess what? Less than a year she finds her birth brother. Wow. So like I mean like Oh my God, so much able to relate. Like, who would think like something like that would happen? You know, she finds her birth from brother and family. Like, oh my God. And then I I understood that she truly got me full circle because, you know, you, we had our struggles through that process.
0: When you said that it changed your relationship, did the relationship change because, um, she was worried that you guys wouldn't have the bond because now that you've found your, some no, of your birth siblings? not
2: at all. So the relationship changed because birth family found her or how that transitioned, that's where the relationship changed. She knew where I was coming from. Right. You know, she knew, like, oh, my God, my birth brother that I raised, and that's why I learned to raise you. She was an older sis- sibling of three boys when she was put in the system. And, like, a year after me reuniting, maybe a little bit longer, me re- reuniting with the family, um, there's an article in the newspaper about a house fire. And her husband recognizes, and he, Linda's last name is Stagger. We all, like, my last name was Berrios. We all had different
0: last names it's crazy how we still remember that huh yeah i always find it yours? yes of course oh my gosh there's so many things that i remember that it's crazy that people can't even believe that i, I remember my biological mother she was. They were her and my biological fathers. You know the, the abuse was really bad, and and they were heavy smokers. But I remember she would roll her hair at night and wrap it with toilet paper um, so it wouldn't get messed up. I mean, just crazy things like that that you remember. I so I have a question for you. Do you? The, I've I, I've always wanted to ask someone this, and I have you're the first guest that I've asked this. Is there ever been a time that you go into a room? Um, and you are going to a store and you smell something and all of a sudden it just triggers back and makes you realize that you were at that moment when you were younger that whether it was good or bad.
2: Oh my God. I had that from really young age. It's crazy. Um, I had that for a very young age. For example, bacon was my first smell. And so I smelled bacon and that from tons of breakfast food brings me tons of crazy memories. There's another unfortunate food or a smell. Not It's not a food. An unfortunate smell that I smell is my own vomit. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm stuttering. Because I don't know if I should say it or back up.
0: No, no. This is, let me tell you, this show that we do, we do it because we need people to hear this. I tell it, I say it all the time tell your story. Tell your story because it's going to make...
2: I wish I didn't stutter over it because I was afraid.
0: Yeah, well, let me tell you. Always tell your story because it can help someone else out. I, I just recently had, you know... Done a social media um, post about something and someone reached out to me and said thank you because at that particular moment I was as down as I could ever be and I thought I was the only one. And so, you know, by you telling your story, you you, you have no idea how much you're helping someone else. So so you finally get you get you get out of this house, you're you're you leave and to you know, you're gone.
2: Yep. Yes, yes.
0: yep. And so I wanna know. You know, the statistics show that kids who are in this system, especially kids who have gone through the, the traumatic um, experience that you've gone through, I agree. Uh, yeah. how how did you get to where you're at today? I mean, you... you and, make and a
2: conscious decision to make something different. And as much as I hate the word conform, 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 but that was my ally. It wow. was my ally. It conformed me to... I need to do better, and obviously through Linda, um, she was my guidance in doing that, and um, I knew she would always have my back.
0: When I forgave my birth parents um, for all the abuse that they had put me through. So
2: what led you to that? There had to be something that led
0: you you to
2: forgiving, because there's always... It, it, it was
0: totally something. I woke up in a hospital, um, and I had um, my fourth, um, my fourth attempt of suicide, and it wasn't working. <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to get this one right. I got to figure something out." And I went to my mother's grave, and I dropped to my knees, and I I forgave her, and um, I and I remember saying that I I forgave her so I could take the power back. Um, and I was in my early thirties and that's when, you know, that's when it just all hit and I'd always maintained a job and life was good, but that's when it really, really changed me. Um, and I realized that forgiveness was not for the person, but was for me. And so that's where yeah. my, my for me, that's what, how it happened. What about you?
2: It happened in different segments. And this particular story is bringing, it happens in different phrases in my life in terms of how much it was going to be and move forward. And keep in mind, I didn't find my birth family until my late 30s. But I still had that bag and stuff. It became a hodgepodge. I used to hit myself. I used to hurt myself. because that's like all I knew. Was being hurt, being hit. But then when I became an adult, and I didn't start doing this until I became an adult, I just still was feeling so much pain. Couldn't figure out why. Wow. Couldn't figure out why. Other than, I was doing and I came from nothing, and I have nothing, and I'm stupid, all just negative, negative.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I agree with you. I,
2: I, I would just freak myself I would have a habit.
0: Yeah, I was pretty lucky. I had, I had a really good foster mom, um, you know, and I, I was really lucky. I'm, I'm saddened that I don't have a relationship with her anymore. but i had a really good foster mom and but prior to that i have no good memories whatsoever just just no good memories whatsoever yeah, and when it came yeah. to the hitting part i remember you know i always i always went to people um i was always attracted to people that abused me um because was, i because i oh, felt like that i deserved it you know um because if you hit me that means you loved me and so well
2: oh, yes, um, absolutely so what do you think i did by hitting myself, I'm loving myself. Yeah, there's no one else there to love me. Yeah. so let me, let me, let me, continue loving myself like everyone else.
0: No, I, I get it. I totally get it. Well, listen,
2: exactly.
0: I'm going to tell you this. This has been.
2: The... I was help me out on that.
0: Wow, this has been an amazing, amazing, amazing podcast. I, I can't thank you enough for being on on our our podcast and telling part of your story. We would definitely love Oh my gosh, we're not done. We're going to hear from we're going to have sure. you back. We're going to have you back in the future where you're not done, but you know what? Um, one thing that you said in the very beginning that I I keep telling people over and over is that you know, I I went in the system in the in the late 70s. Um Nothing has changed, by the way. Um, If anything, I feel it's gotten worse. Um, And that's my personal opinion. And so one of the things we always do as we end our podcast is Dana always asks a question. And so, Dana, go ahead. Let's ask.
1: If you could change two things about the foster care system, what would they be?
2: It would be about placement, number one placement, really like making a conscious effort on how to place the children. And the second thing would be you can't treat foster children like your 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 birth children. When you have that dynamic, you need to be educated and learn on how that dynamic affects your foster child. Not that you want them to be recognized as something different, but there does need to be some from education
0: that department. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, listen, I love you. I you inspire me and I just want you to know that I am so so lucky to call you my friend. Listen, I want you to stay safe, stay healthy You're and good. let's let's keep in touch because I'm going to be in Florida once we get over this pandemic so I can't wait to see you and give you a big hug. Thank you. Okay. I love Thanks, you. Christina. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast.
1: You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfortcases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org.
0: So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6.
1: And please share this podcast and leave us a review.
0: Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.